0: Uh, We just beat the Chargers in a, I would say, a really fun back and forth battle of a game, a battle of wits and skill position players. And uh, here to help me break it down uh, on the holidays, first of all, in urban Wauwatosa, we have...
1: Hey, it's J.R. Radcliffe, training sports reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, uh, in, in honor of a game in which... The Chargers had about four Yancey Thigpins on the field. Boy, they did. I went back and looked at the uh the photo from uh from 1995 when Yancey Thigpin famously dropped the ball in the end zone from the Steelers, giving the Packers the division title. Uh one thing really struck by the amount of blaze orange in the crowd, like it was it was all you would you would think that was the actual color of the team that everyone was cheering for. Uh, and it is striking to me. Of course, this is hunting weekend, but you, I think you probably see it just as much in December. Haven't seen the blaze orange anymore. The blaze orange is is going away. The dinosaur
0: global warming is taking our blaze orange. So from Lambeau Field, I think part of it's the blaze orange going away, but I think it's being replaced by the camo. Um, I feel like yes, probably there is a lot of camo hunting gear, which I'm not a hunter, but I do not understand that because, you know, the point of the blaze blaze orange is for people to see you and not shoot you, (laughs) whereas the purpose of camo is, I think, pretty apparent. (laughs) So they're very cross purposes. And I I miss the blaze orange. I love the blaze orange jumpsuit look. It it was very Wisconsin, you know, when it's all up there in the stands. Um, And we shouldn't do shtick because we don't have Matt um, joining us also to help break down the game. Special returning guest who wrote a book. We have,
2: yeah, I'm Tyler Brooke, and I wrote a book. Uh, it's good to see you guys. It's weird, feel like things are changed, the vibes are off. Paul is not in his usual setup. Yep, uh, JR does not have a microphone he holds anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm that's very... right. I i got one that parks now, it's really sweet. Whoa. Oh, oh, <laughs> wow, we just got like all kinds of technical upgrades. This is this is wild,
0: yeah. It compensates for my downgrade. Uh, if if this ends up sounding weird to listeners, it's because I am on a porch in a condominium in Tampa. <laughs> <and> <laughs> That's so weird. Trying not to wake up children. So that is how this goes. I'm there's a, my computer's on a chair in front of me, and there's a hat rack. So not my usual digs with my monster computer and my great internet. Um, we got old person internet, and uh <laughs> hopefully it holds out. Um, but yeah, so
2: person internet is the name of my uh, retro 80s fan. Uh <laughs>
0: ah, it's a good name. It's a good name. Um anyway, I watched this game on my phone um at uh, on the plane. So I might have missed some numbers and whatnot. <laughs> um and uh I, I think I got the gist of it. And uh you know, seemed to go seemed to go well, but um I don't know, like how do you guys feel about this game? I feel like even though this was close, and even though there were still some a few problems here and there, that this really was kind of building on some of the successes of the past few, like getting Wicks more involved, getting uh, Reed like super more involved, and I mean that looked fantastic. And I, I think maybe we have something here on offense this this time, not running game wise, but passing game wise.
2: You know, back in the day, I used to give really like in-depth tactical answers about these things. What I'm just going to say is I had fun watching the game. Uh, it's yeah. nice <laughs> watching the Packers look somewhat competent, score some points, uh, and then just see some progression from the offense, like you mentioned.
0: And the first yeah, 300 I thought the exact passing same. game since 2021 for this team. Oh, my
2: Lord. I, I
0: thought the same thing.
1: Obviously, I mean, I would defer to the smarter folk in the room, but, like, there's – this was the first time I can remember – and it is, I guess, really back-to-back games where – Jordan Love would drop back throw the ball over the middle and the camera would move and I would assume there is an open receiver there or that more more importantly a catch will be made. I don't know if that was always the case. If if he threw it past I'll say 15 yards prior early in the season it would be like <laughs> what are, you know like well, how's this gonna go like yeah. you hope you hope that's uh you hope it doesn't end in an interception or something I still don't think the deep ball is great but I guess some numbers maybe maybe suggesting and that that's getting better too eh, guys we'll getting get to open <laughs> sure sure guys getting open though and it feels like they finally you know I don't know if you can really see confidence I feel like Jordan Love has always been somewhat confident but I, I don't know he looks he looks different he threw one of those like Weird dip your shoulder passes early in the game. I want to say it was a short pass to Musgrave, maybe. And I, he didn't do that again. Like he's not, ha, it used to be like a good third to a quarter of his throws were weird, off balance, crazy ones. Now, even when he's throwing off his back foot, it looks, it looks much more upright and much, there's a lot more zip to it, it seems. So, that's the only thing I care about. I mean, I only care about Jordan Love. I, I really don't think this is a playoff team. They still need every break to go their way to win a football game. I mean, these guys dropped so many important passes. So I'm not exactly chalking it up to sensational win, but it is two pretty good Jordan Love games in a row, and that's really important.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I, they're by the way, they're eighth in projected playoff percentage um, out of a 17 playoff yeah. right now. So, you know. Uh, it, it could. Have, the the schedule is so hard, though. Like they get the Chiefs and the Lions are gonna. Probably...
1: Yeah, they're gonna have to beat either the Chiefs or the Lions. They got to win yeah, one of them. They do, they and the Lions are beatable after this past
0: week, maybe. But I so I think if they were a competent team, the Lions would be beatable. I just think the Lions are gonna rush for three hundred yards again because that's how mm-hmm. Joe Barry rolls. Um, I and mean, this is gonna be like the every single beat reporter is gonna be asking about two down lineman after the Lions game. That's my prediction for the Lions game. That's that's all I got. Um, I like this game a lot because uh, I like how like this was a Dontavian Wicks breakout game like over at Acme Packing Company. We've as a group been betting the over on his reception yards for the last it's five weeks. So much money. And it's hit so much. It's money. Hit five weeks in a row. <laughs> and, and it was it actually it was it's been like 10 or 11. It went up to 19 this week is 19 and a half. And uh, I bet it's not that next week. I bet, I bet it's like 40 next week. Um, 91 yards plus a DPI. And Just some phenomenal catching runs. Like, it really, really looked like, like, we always talk about him as being the one guy who looks like an actual professional receiver out there. And he just looks like he's got good wiggle to him. Um, uh, It's fun to see him play and start to get, although he didn't get that many snaps. He only played like 30% of snaps in this game. They still give Watson and Dobbs way, way, way more than they do Wicks. But it doesn't matter. He performs when he's out there. That's all you need. And Reed's just phenomenal. Those two guys are going to be the future. I I love them.
2: Every time they make plays, I just feel so validated and vindicated about draft talk, talking about how much I love both of those guys saying, I'm not sure they're Packers types either. I
0: mean, so uh, for those who are maybe new um, Tyler loved uh, Jaden Reed. I did not. Um, He, uh, in my numbers did not catch enough passes and uh, I think when he's outside that still actually is a small problem for him but I'm actually adjusting yeah, my is. metrics this year uh, last year was the, the draft of the tiny receiver there were a lot of small guys in that draft and one big change I'm making is uh, I'm projecting anybody who's playing outside in college um, who is on the short side if they're going to be a slot guy in the NFL like if they're going to go from 15% to 80% in slots and snaps which was what Reid did um, I'm giving him a huge upgrade because, like, Jaden Reed was f- fantastic outside. He just was kind of penalized for being a little on the small side. Guys were able yeah. to get in his grill a little bit. But as soon as you move that that talent to the slot, it just plays up so much. And Tank Dell is kind of the same way. So I'm I'm making that change next year. That's a, a big factor.
2: What's so funny about Reed is the limitations are still very clearly there. Like, they are. Does not it doesn't matter. A lot of, <laughs> he has not good length for a not big guy, and he still makes tons of plays. Like, I think my favorite thing about him, though... Uh, just watch him block when you get an opportunity to. I mean, he's not big. He's competitive as hell, yeah. and I, I just really appreciate that.
0: Same here. Same here. I also thought this was a great Tucker Craft game, the first one of the year. Yeah. He was yeah. really good in this game. Um, and this is what the numbers are going to sell him short a little bit if you don't actually go and watch him play. But he was phenomenal as a blocker, and he really just should have had that touchdown. He was so, so close oh, to man. having that touchdown. And it was an incredible play. It was. It was so yeah, good. It was really good. Like, it's
1: the play... That- I thought real-time he had it. Me he too. clearly didn't, but I really yeah. thought he did on real in real-time.
0: Yeah, and that's th- a play that run for Musgrave a lot who never actually does anything with it, gets taken down right away, and Kraft actually, like, did a nice, uh, you know, agility-laden turn up field, shed a guy, h- h- hopped over a guy. It was great. It was... Um, I, I really like what this is turning into not, and Musgrave had a good game too like I don't want to sell him short even though his numbers weren't quite as big as last week he was also very good as a blocker he sprung Reed on um, the the rushing touchdown um, and even though he wasn't like down the field kicking butt like last week he was still very productive out there so um, I'm so happy with all of the skill position players even I know I ripped Romeo but even he played really well I will give him props for that too.
2: I've been waiting for that craft breakout for so oh, long too. because like you watch the college film and the number one thing that stands out is just no one can bring him down after he has the catch. And I know it's FCS competition, but with that size and strength, like you knew it was going to translate just because of the frame and how he ran. Like there's a couple plays when you watch his FCS film where he like dribbles like future accountants off the ground. <laughs> it's just hilarious.
0: Ah, phenomenal i think it, for him it was just mental game you know the translation from the level of offense they play there to running an actual nfl playbook and having to make your reads properly really did hurt him early I, the physical thing yeah it's accountants out there but he's just so much bigger than everybody <laughs> that guy's a tank um he and musgrave both had kelsey as their top razz comp but Kraft is like 30 pounds heavier <laughs> 30 pounds matters it matters a lot um Uh, I I got nothing bad to say about the offense. I I thought love was phenomenal too. Um, A little bit. The deep ball thing showed up a little bit, but he was really accurate on and and targeted so many guys. Just the vision was so good in this game. You know, he didn't lock onto anybody. He didn't rely on anybody as a crutch. Uh, I think easily his best game as a pro, like no question Hmm. about that.
1: How do we feel though about the rushing game? Because obviously got, it got dinged up pretty badly on back-to-back plays or, span of three plays or whatever uh but aj Dillon, i feel like maybe i don't know he had a couple really nice runs but the overall numbers were really poor
2: dylan i think turned things around i was so hard on that guy early in the season Same. and just, i don't know what happened i don't know if like he just like played himself into shape which is a very real possibility i'm not mm. knocking the guy that happens with a lot of pros across multiple sports but just he's running angry he's doing what we saw early in his career which is breaking a tackle or moving that pile but i think the big problem at the rushing game i no longer think the packers have a good offensive line mm-hmm. i think they have good individual pieces yeah. but i i've again i just turned 30 my entire lifetime of watching football which started when i was 13 uh, the packers have always had good offensive lines so this is a little bit of a shock to me with how uh, poorly things are going
3: yeah
0: it's especially so you're 100% right it, this is a Dylan, I agree with you, even though he didn't have great numbers in this game, he looks like he's running a lot better, just a lot harder, actually breaking tackles. This is not a good line Uh, to the extent it's good at something. It's better at pass blocking, but it's atrocious at run blocking. And uh, they've just gotten so much lighter. Rasheed Walker is not a good, he's not a good run blocker. I don't think he's ever going to be a Um. good run blocker, but even their good guys are light. Like Zach Tom's great, but he's not a road grader. You know, he's a technically proficient um, offensive lineman. Uh, And, uh, you know, there's nobody there that's like gonna just grind out a down in the middle. Like Royce is weak, John Runny Jr. Jr.'s having a terrible season. Uh the, the Josh Myers just haunts us every single week that we have oh, him. Oh, uh it's he's having his best year
2: as a pro, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is. Uh, he, so he might be having his best year as a pro. That might be true. It just doesn't matter because he's not <laughs> a pro.
2: So I want to I want to have Jr. guess something real quick. Uh, I went back and looked at my notes uh, on Rasheed Walker when he was going pro. Can Mm. you guess who I had a pro comparison for for Rasheed Walker?
1: (laughs) Oh boy, Um,
0: Alan Barber. Can I guess? No. Yes. Spriggs.
2: Yes. Ah.
1: No. Kiss of death. It is doom. Um. R.I.P. They are going to definitely draft left tackle in the first round. Yep.
2: And there's some good ones. I'm actually getting kind of excited when I've been. I you know I haven't gone and like studied all but sides Fashanu and Alt, but I've like glanced at a couple other guys. There's some really fun tackles in this class.
0: Well, that's good. It's good to have yeah. your weakness show up in the class where you need to draft people.
2: At least top heavy, so they're going to have to take. Yeah. More
0: early. Well, while we're doing quick draft talk, before we move on to the defensive performance, um, since you are more drafty than I am, do you think Caleb might actually fall at this point a little bit? Because
2: uh, it's been a yes. little ugly. I, I don't know if it's for his play. I really don't think that offense is good at all. Every time I watch, I think they have speed, and I think they draw up some fun stuff. That is not a good football team. Um, it's definitely not a think good football team, 100% there. I genuinely think what's going to make him drop in the draft is stupid shit. Sorry, I, I know we try not it's to fine. swear. Right it's Thanksgiving. Uh, people's people's yeah. relatives are going to be swearing right. a lot. Damn yeah. right. Um, <laughs> damn right we are <laughs> i think it's gonna be the he's too soft yep. he's crying to it's his the mom. crying it's and gonna the, be... the
0: p- pouting yep that's gonna do
2: it yeah and i i think everyone got the comp wrong for him i don't think it's mahomes i think it's just big kyler and i don't think that's a bad thing <laughs> i just don't i don't know if it's number one worthy i think he still should be but I'm I maybe I'm biased because I just love Drake Mace. I think May's gonna go number one now. I'm. He's too polished, yep. and I I think he, he'll be the easier interview. Uh, and I think Caleb just kind of I I for all the media and criticism Caleb gets, I don't think he's much of a like a cocky guy. He's pretty quiet in his interviews. It's a very weird uh, dichotomy between that and how he's perceived.
0: Yeah, I, I I think he is a little unusual, and I think that's going to turn off some teams too. I think yeah. be, I agree with you. There'll be a lot of like off the field red flags with him that push him down. I think he's a green room tumbler, and it'll uh, be interesting to see where he ends up. And if another quarterback goes ahead of him, I could see somebody falling in love randomly with like McCarthy uh, or somebody and, and I, jumping him.
2: I don't know how you. I get May. I totally get May. I just think that kid's brain works different than a lot of quarterbacks coming out. I don't know who else you could take about. If you like, if you take someone about uh, before Caleb, Caleb Williams, and he you know goes off, you should immediately get fired. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, I could it's... see. Well, I mean, Mah- Mahomes <laughs> went third, right? That's, uh, yep, that
1: is true. <laughs> That's correct. All right. Um, uh, so this is quite the moment for Jordan Love on Thursday in Detroit. Obviously, the expectation will be that Detroit wins, but if they if the Packers win. Well now you have to start thinking about the playoffs. You know, the 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 trajectory of this team. I mean, they're in the playoff hunt. They're probably and and they have even though they have the Chiefs, they have other games that they could theoretically win, especially if the Vikings are, you know, still middling or whatever. Yep. So, if if they lose, well then it's back to thinking about the draft and if Caleb Williams is actually going to fall to like say, I don't know, 6th or 7th or something, the Packers are also in reach of that. So, if Jordan Love wants his job security, he, he should Find a way to pull this upset because uh, I do think uh, I do think they're going to lose out on Caleb Williams if they win, you know, if they keep if they keep winning games, they're not going to have a shot at him or any of the you know the top three quarterbacks, or
0: top four. I even. think it, so. Just thinking about the draft, if he happened to fall into their laps, like they should have a plan for that. But at this point, they're good enough that you got a plan for no quarterbacks. I think at this point, that's that's where yeah, they are. You know, true. they're yeah. in they're in the, the purgatory land, and hopefully, Left tank. love Left tank. you know it turns out to be. Much better than I think he will be, and he's showing some signs, yay. But yeah, you're, you're right. Um, <laughs> that's also lingering competition-wise for him. Uh, he's been bad in primetime, and not this is a primetime game, but it's a game everybody watches. So it would be nice if he showed up just for shaking some of the reputation, too.
2: I think with how bad Detroit's defense is, he should at least have a good game, regardless of win or loss. I think he'll produce. I mean, their secondary's gotten obliterated by injuries, right? Yeah,
0: it's bad. They're good up front, but um, as long as you can get the ball out, you should be able to pick them apart. Absolutely, hundred uh, percent. on the other hand, speaking of they're uh, going to be able reputation. to run the ball, I still so. need to <laughs> go ahead, Jer.
1: I've said speaking of speaking of reputation, I still really need to know if December third Taylor Swift is going to be at Lambeau Field. I'm. I'm really dying to know the answer to that as I'm watching the Chiefs Eagles and the Taylor Swift Bowl granted she's in Brazil
2: or something <laughs> oh, um nice. yeah
1: anyway the the Barry defense man uh I'm glad people drop footballs that's that's all yep. that's all it is for Joe
2: oh man that's, I saw a horrible tweet it was the video of Quentin Johnson getting drafted he told the Chargers GM or owner like you saved my mama, she's gonna be able to retire. And someone quoted it and said, Your mom's gonna need to reapply for employment. Oh no. Oh ouch.
1: vicious. Yeah, that was <laughs> bad. That's mean. Uh, um but seriously, like they should have they should have screwed this up in the final moments. They should have absolutely lost
0: this game. That was a touchdown. It was a I touchdown. Just dropped it. Um on, on the other hand, um, they only have one good receiver. And if you just cover Keenan Allen. You can kind of rely on the Chargers' other receivers to not catch the ball reliably. They haven't done it all season. They're really, really bad at that. So, uh, yeah, they got lucky because that was very open. But also, that guy sucks, at least so far. Quentin Johnson maybe will develop. Guys take time sometimes. But, uh, I mean, is what it is. uh, By the way, I didn't see this. what was this the stone guy touchdown like that was fifty-one yards? I couldn't get it to play on my phone. It kept zoning out at that uh, point.
2: Jonathan Owens tried to tackle him oh. by like like kind of hugging him, uh, and then uh Stone just ran by him. Got it.
1: In a performance that can only be termed JK Scott-esque. Oh no. On a on a tackle.
2: Speaking so <laughs> of JK Scott, he was in this yeah,
1: game. Was. Yeah, he was. There it is. Um. Yeah. Nice homage to a to a former Packer, but it was easily the worst tackle of the year thus
0: far. Because that guy's not good <laughs> at all.
2: <laughs> I didn't know who that was, and I said, "What? What is a Stone? What is it? What was his name Stone, stone Smart? S- stone Smart? What a name! Cool name.
0: Yeah, he was he like a cool name. he's like ninth on the Chargers in receptions for the year. So it's, it's bad. Yeah,
1: it was it was horrendous. Uh one of my colleagues because we we were every time we write about we write about Simone Biles um it's usually Jonathan Owens remarking upon Simone Biles's latest accomplishment that's kind of our way in when we write about this right. and it, it all every story we write about with Simone Biles does very well so it feels like at some point where uh, pandering is too strong but it's just like every time she says something or every time Jonathan Owens says something about his wife it becomes fodder even though it's even not even that exciting but that's just how it's worked for us and Uh, We, after that play, it's, we we were imagining a headline where Simone Biles messages on Instagram like, what are you doing, honey? Simone Biles reacts to Jonathan Owens' (laughs) terrible tackle attempt.
2: I relate to this. I relate to this so much because all we can write about that generates clicks, not all, but like the thing we have to write about because it generates crazy clicks. Anything Deion Sanders says or does. Yes. It's just, that is my counterpart to this. I relate to much.
1: Aaron Rodgers is the same way. I mean, we write, you know, like, I, I say this, we write a lot of stuff. We write a lot of stuff that is not just same. mining yes. mining what people are, are like, clicking on, but people are clicking on this stuff. Oh, so yeah. we are paying attention to it constantly. 100%. Anyway, yep. he should tackle. He should tackle.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> didn't
1: there much. were other people who did a good job in the secondary.
0: There were. Carrington Valentine's good. He's he's. Uh,
2: good. Can we can we talk about him right now, or do we need to wait? No, let's uh, just do it.
0: There's there's not much else to talk
2: about. (laughs) I think what I love so much about Carrington Valentine is I when they drafted him, it was the one guy I was like, I know next to nothing about this guy. I did that uh, YouTube series for a little bit this off season, and after watching it, I was like, there's some there's some legitimate skills here. So to see him just, I think the thing I love most is the energy. Like he makes a play, and he is like absolutely fired up about it.
0: Yeah. He is a fun guy. He's super physical, which you know can get you. But that's the way to be, especially if you end up making the playoffs. Physical corners rule there. People swallow the flag and whistle. Um, I like that some of their preseason stars who didn't really show up for the first half of the season are actually starting to make some hay now, and he's he's one of them. Um, he struggled a little bit in limited time, but he just looks like he is going to develop into that guy. And. Um, that's that's great. They lost Razul, but he looks like if you're relying on him as one of the guys of the future, that's that's outstanding. Um, it it also it looked like they didn't get beat up too bad on the run, except for Herbert scrambling, um, which is nice to see. Since you know that's how you beat the Packers, and Eckler was pretty much kept in check in this game. I mean, he had a decent oh, yards yeah. per carry, but not too bad and not not a disaster. But just a tr- huge fumble, like he,
1: again. If, the, if he doesn't fumble that ball, I think the Chargers win the game. It's just a, another crazy mistake, but a yeah. huge Eckler fumble.
2: Yeah. I just think he looks slow. I know he's never been fast. He looks slow
0: nowadays. He's having a bad season. Sometimes yeah. the, the little guys, when you give him a lot of carries, don't always age well. I mean, he's best catching yeah. the ball. And they really leaned on him last year doing both. like I, I think he might just be kind of gassed. Um, from carrying the charge, i mean he was in the joe lombardi offense last year which was entirely predicated on throwing the ball to eckler every single play so they uh they led the they they led the nfl last year uh in uh throws that were did not produce a positive epa um they had 142 completed throws that didn't produce a positive epa last year that is the second-highest total in the history of the NFL to a Joe Flacco <laughs> Ravens team. But you can't have Justin Herbert doing that, so Eckler got killed. But, um, yeah, the, the good good Packer defensive effort and drops and fumbles notwithstanding and not getting totally gouged on the run and, you know, kind of holding their own against the guys that are pretty good. Is, is this uh, as bad a year as I think it
1: is for Jair Alexander? Because it's gotten to the point, obviously the injury has really kept him out a bunch and kind of gotten to the point where I don't really... Worry about it or think about it? You know, it used to be when Jair Alexander was out it felt like it would be a really long day. Some of this is opponent dependent. They haven't maybe faced teams that can really take advantage of that, but like is anybody worried that they're just going to get burned deep all day? No one. It, I don't know. I don't I don't feel like Jair Alexander is being missed in addition to the struggles he's had when he's been in there.
0: I definitely don't want him to play when he's hurt. He's definitely having a bad year, and I do feel like a little it's hard to tell with him a little bit how much is are you getting old? Do you have a bad back? Are you injured or do you not want to play for a rebuilding team? Um, that's he's tricky. Not, he's getting old, my lord, what is he, twenty six? He's twenty six, but he's got a bad back, which makes him old. I also don't think like, Matt Schneidman did not do him any favors by reporting that he was gonna play. <laughs> it's uh What
2: oh man, sorry, I don't I don't wanna say
0: I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to bury him. I actually, I think somebody probably did tell him that Jair was ready to go. And I think it, it reflects at least a little bit poorly on Jair that, you know, that somebody out there thinks he's ready to go. (laughs) So there's that people, you know, people get bad leads once in a while. It happens to the best of
3: us. Yeah. Yep. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity V-A-N-29.com.
0: I am also glad Rashawn Gary got a sack because I was sick of people complaining about him not getting a sack. And it was an important sack. It caused a punt. It was. So, yay for him. Uh, anything else to talk about on defense? I, I thought...
2: Uh, the, I have something. Okay. Uh, so is Kenny Clark in coverage? The new Preston Smith in oh God. coverage. <laughs> yes, yes. They it is. dropped him into coverage in fourth down. They sure did, and it led to a wide open tight end that dropped the hell out of the ball.
0: Too surprised. I want to catch.
1: all the Kenny Clark in coverage. I want it. I want it every day.
0: You want it because it might turn into a touchdown at some point.
1: Oh my gosh, can you imagine? I mean, you can't imagine. It's there's a picture over there on the wall of imagining it in twenty, the year twenty eleven. Uh, supersized is the headline oh man
2: I'm trying to do the Raji dance but I can't show my waist on camera
1: yeah no it's for the best but um, <laughs> I definitely uh, I would love that so much and he bats down the pass at the end when he wasn't dropping in when he's not dropping into coverage he's also awesome at the line Yep. And that, the that's the thing that
2: that's the thing that bums me out the most about this year is like, I feel like Kenny's having quietly one of his better years uh, and it just doesn't mean anything yeah
0: I think he is like you know yeah. playing as more of a pass rusher. I think has freed him up a little bit. Uh, I do feel like he will occasionally freelance and miss a gap. I'll, I'll like catch him going like biting on play action a little bit more than I think I used to. But it also pays huge dividends. Like he gets in faces a lot, so it's good. Um, really quick. Um, worried about Anders. I'm worried about Anders. Fifty three. I don't really? care about that's a that's a tough field goal. But I'm sick of his PATs. It, it's an adventure.
2: Rookie kickers. Yeah. Fair. Maybe you'll figure it out. I'll the the thing I'll I'll never discount a kicker and not figuring it out because I still remember that weird Mason Crosby year. Yeah. Like that really weird one. And then you just find. Um might take him some time. I don't know. He's got a leg. He does. So he i I, I would rather in a year like this let right. him try and work out kinks because he has such a strong leg.
0: Yeah, that's fair too.
1: Yeah, I feel that way too. This is still it's it's just not a playoff team. I know there are seven playoff teams. I know an eight and seven team is going to make the playoffs, or uh, not not eight and seven. Uh, nine and eight team is going to make the playoffs, but I just it's not going to be the Packers. It's just not going to happen.
2: In a kind of sick way, I kind of enjoy a year like this because it is fun to watch this team in a different way. Going not thinking about a championship or playoffs, but I'm just thinking about who are the guys that are getting better. Uh, and it's kind of a fun way to watch it. Yeah, I mean, that's, it that's probably why we enjoyed this game so much. Is we gotta see some of these younger guys really take strides, which is oh, for what sure. we want to yeah. see.
1: Genuinely this would have been torture under a normal circumstances. With Aaron Rodgers, this would have been a torturous <laughs> yeah. game. We would have been furious. But this is uh yeah, chance to chance to grow a little bit, chance to get a win. That's uh, that's all it is. Yep.
0: Really good point. All right. Should we do should we do questions and knock Let's this out. Questions.
1: All right. Here we are, patrons. Happy Thanksgiving to all our patrons. Yes, indeed. They, of course, have question priority. We'll start with Donald Anderson, our loyal uh, tracker of the personal foul penalties. The Packers have gone zero games since receiving personal foul. They could not even go one play without getting one. The coaching of this team sucks are there any specific analytic measurements oh he's this is a second question are there any specific analytic measurements with regards to injuries by team if so does ranking teams by player health show some teams do a better job at this than others or is it truly random
0: Ooh, i can do that one Um, yeah that seems like up your wheel yeah so yes uh, there are Uh, they tend not to be compiled till the end of the year but football outsiders in particular runs agl which is adjusted games lost and the adjustment is for um, valuing like starters and important players losses more highly than you know backups so it's not just counting the number of t- uh, you know games people spend on ir it's waiting for how important those people are uh, and we have year to year agl stats they are um, they're good and solid and i can tell you so that it's not totally random uh, it is it, it does fluctuate from year to year but teams that actually get hurt a lot one year tend to recover to the mean, but not totally the next year because one of the biggest projectors for a player getting hurt are, is actually if they have gotten hurt recently in the past. Guys tend to get re-injured more than they get injured the first time. And so it actually does take a while for teams to get all the way back. Now it does happen occasionally. Teams will go from first to last every once in a while. I remember having with the Bears a couple of years ago. And you can count on some regression, but generally speaking, it's kind of a long term thing. And if you are snake bitten with injuries one year, you usually will be the next year too. And and usually like a little bit the next year too while well, you get kind of back to average. So um it's I, I do think it is probably random. Uh there are probably small differences in training staffs that do minimize things. There are you know, one of the things about uh, this, I wish actually, Matt was here for this, but one of the things about training generally is that there are a lot of divergent ways to do it and there is not a lot of great data on it. And there's going to be a bunch of people who yell at me like, actually, this does this and does that. Does yeah, fine. Okay. But um, really like um, there's not like a good set of data that just is reducing all injuries. So um, it's, it's a little random. And it is, there's also some cause to it, but yeah, we track that rigorously. You can see AGL numbers at the end of the year, every year, and you can go in football outsiders and find all that pretty easily.
2: As for the uh, first question, I don't know how bad uh, coaching is for the personal fouls. Clearly Levitt was just in the wrong because he got his ass cut. So (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. You
1: never see that guy just gets cut after a horrendous penalty. I think it was probably a situation where it was a, It was, like, what was Levitt really adding to this whole operation? He was Rich Versace's dude. He
0: was. Yeah. You can't be doing that if you're Rich Versace's dude.
1: TJ Wessels said, let's have some fun this week, hopefully. Pick one player on offense and one on defense. And pick what Thanksgiving dishes they are. This can be good. Rashawn Gary is stuffing because stuffing is amazing, like Gary, or bad. Jonathan Owens is green bean casserole because I don't understand what either of them brings to the table. <laughs> okay,
0: uh,
1: uh, I, I I should look at these before I
2: start reading them because I just don't get answers.
1: You know, I don't get answers in my head. But what, do you guys do you guys have something?
0: I mean, it's a holiday. Uh, I'm not is... doing prep work. So, Tyler, do you have one? Go first.
2: Is Kenny Clark stuffing just because he stuffs the middle? Uh, it seems lame, but. Uh... <laughs> Jair would be something extremely chaotic. Whatever, some chaotic good uh, Thanksgiving dish is.
1: <laughs> yeah, like sometimes some some of those casseroles end up with horseradish in them, and then yeah. they just got a, yeah. a crazy uh, crazy zest to them. Yeah, it would have to be something like that. Dontavian
0: Tavian Wicks pecan pie, He's sort of the you know he comes uh, behind uh, pumpkin and sometimes even apple in terms of. Uh, of hype, but is secretly the best one and should get more time than he actually does.
1: (laughs) I really
2: like that. Christian Watson is the guy that brings his drunk family to the table. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez.
0: Man. Justice screenshotted a a down where Christian Watson was outrun in a straight line by uh, Dontavian Wicks, who is Not a 40 burner at all. And so he might be a little on the hurt side too. That's,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. that stinks too.
0: What is the worst Thanksgiving food actually? Green bean casserole is, I think, maybe the correct answer, at least in my opinion. Mm. Um, but, uh,
1: one year, um, I really hope my family doesn't find this. They don't <laughs> listen. They don't care about the content I produce, so it's fine. Uh, they, they're not listening. One year, we went to my wife's side of the family and an aunt who was, and God bless her, she is a healthy person and really was really into health food. And it, I don't know what happened to the sweet potatoes or all the other things that I wanted to eat, but they were definitely deeply healthy alternatives. You know, I don't know what was in them, but it was one of the most disappointing thanksgivings of my life it was so brutal i could barely i i I didn't even have a full plate and that was it that was my thanksgiving for the year so this is not a time to be healthy people this is not a time to look look inside yourself you have new year's eve or new year's day or whatever and every day after that for that shit we don't need to be healthy on thanksgiving just live it up
0: so normal sweet potatoes are valentine and what you had is valentine (laughs)
1: i love that yes 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 i don't think
2: we're beating anything but that that's that's very
1: that's great no and it's not like Corey valentine's that bad but this is perfect perfect i love it so much uh mark but says after the game jordan love said matt lafleur drew up the touchdown to watson on the sideline i remember rogers doing something similar a couple times does this happen more than we think or is this
0: just a really cool thing I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know either. I, so I assume occasionally um, that you have a situation where the quarterback just sees something that they can pick on. And a play comes in and it's just not conducive to running that. And that's when you do something like this. Uh, and, you know, if you do have good chemistry like Rodgers and uh, and uh, and uh, Devontae Adams... You know, you can do that with a wink sometimes. If you don't, if you're all rookies, then you do, you know, the drawn it up in the sand every once in a while, too. Uh, it, the the Cook pass, wasn't that a drawn up in the sand Rogers play the, against the Cowboys? Isn't that the lore of that thing?
2: Yeah, I think it is. I mean, it, it, it,
1: trusting Rodgers. Yeah, it was is, just
0: a scramble. Yeah. Um,
2: but I, it, uh, I have a re- real life example of this okay. uh, 13 seconds left against a top team in Ohio for the fresh inside. Uh, I drew up something in the huddle for a receiver, and we scored on it to win the game. Nice, incredible, yeah, buddy, good work. I that, I find it hard to good. believe
1: that they draw. That, you know, they have to have stuff scripted for all these guys that are like 23 years old and younger. Like, there's no way that they can do this
0: with regularity right. because
1: it's just it's already such a challenge. And
0: drawing up in the dirt is definitely a euphemism. You know, it's probably like instead of running what the coach sent in, let's run this established play we all know except with this little tweak. That's probably how it goes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Did you
1: guys win the game, Tyler? When you yeah, scored that was on a that game
2: 20. winning touchdown.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah incredible. <laughs> Sweet.
1: Jonathan Deal says, Love has shown more progression in two weeks versus the entire season and the previous three years. What can this be attributed to? Did something just click? Better
0: play calls? Uh, just, I think, natural growth plus natural growth of people catching the balls. I mean, we were, we've been critical of Love you know, uh, on earlier podcasts, but we, I think we've been as critical of all the guys catching passes and you know pointed out Watson struggling a whole bunch of times and saying Wick should get more time, which he hasn't until recently. And, you know, wanting more read, wanting Musgrave down the field. Um, some of that's play calling, but some of that is also guys learning their routes properly and learning to make, you know, mid play adjustments properly. And I think it's just a lot of it's people gelling properly. In addition to Jordan Love getting better and and seeing these things open up in real time versus you know being a see it throw it kind of guy. So a little bit of each, I think, is the correct answer. I think the
2: best way to visualize it is the last few weeks you haven't seen two guys running the exact same route to the exact same side of the field. Like you don't see that anymore. Yeah, like I think it's very clear the young guys are starting to get comfortable with the playbook. Yeah, it's really it's been it's been really great.
1: Patrick Detmer, the only rationale I've been able to see for playing Rashid Walker over Yash at this point has been that Walker will be under contract next year and they need to try to develop him, whereas Yash is probably gone. So then how the heck do you explain John Rennie Jr. continuing to get snaps over Sean Ryan?
0: My go-to Sean Ryan, pass block? Yeah, I think my go-to explanation for this is pass blocking over run blocking. That people just genu- generally speaking value it more and Walker... He's not great at pass blocking, but he's he's okay at it. He's definitely better at it than run blocking. And Ryan is not. He's a run block first guy. He struggled in pass blocking when he's been asked to do it. And I think it, that's probably the, as simple as it gets. Like, that's probably the answer.
2: Yep.
1: Play the Joel Osment. A question of
0: value based on their
1: performances or lack thereof. In which rounds would you assume this year's rookies were drafted? Bonus round Christian Watson. <laughs> that's kind of a fun question. Uh,
0: hmm that's a tricky one. That's fun. I'm trying like I, 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 try I still think stuff. you
2: can make the argument that Van Ness was a first round pick cuz you see the true athletic flashes and you know it takes a while for some edges to develop. So maybe you could say second round, but
0: yeah, not too bad. You're right about that. He's a bigger edge too. So like he's supposed to be more well-rounded. Uh like I I do think Reed's about right. Like he's yeah. second yeah. round is about right for him. Uh, I would Musgrave say, too. Musgrave yeah. that seems right. I think Musgrave that seems right too. I agree. Um, I think the
2: biggest up upsides would be Wicks and Wicks. Valentine. Yeah, you think and, Valentine was a day two pick easily?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I'd say Valentine would would be like a, what a third rounder, um, and Wicks probably also like a not a packer third rounder, but like a normal third rounder. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and like even Craft in the fourth, I think is is about right. So, um, yeah. They need that draft to be good because they have not hit on their drafts.
1: <laughs> they need to the look couple. like it's good. Yeah, so but far, sure So does. good.
2: All right. This what is, is a weird one. W- wa- Hold on. What is Christian Watson?
1: Oh, oh God.
2: Where uh. was Taekwon Thornton directed a couple of years ago? <laughs>
0: um, Man. So, I I would still say like third for Watson, I think. Like, yeah. athletic, raw athletic guys, are they should be third-rounders. Like, Claypool was overdrafted. Jacob Harris, I think, was a third-rounder. Um, who, If you don't know who that is, he's kind of like Christian Watson and maybe not in the league anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's where you put those
1: guys. I mean, if Amari Rogers is a third-rounder, then Christian Watson is still a third-rounder. Yeah,
0: Amari Rogers should have been a sixth-rounder, though. That's the problem there.
1: That's true. Uh, okay, so here's a weird one. Dutch Boy Five has a movie mashup question. Uh, I'm just gonna read it. I, I don't. I don't know if I uh, quite get here. the logic yet. Uh, what What is Matt Leffler thinking? You had me at four one three. Just when I thought Matt Leffler couldn't get any dumber, he calls a pretty good game and totally redeems himself. Just when I thought I was out with high draft picks, they pull me back in with a win. I can't read the next one. No, this I mean, lots I of can. swearing. I, well, and I don't mind the swearing. It's just it's a lot it's complicated to read so these are all and then what say quotes, you right yes so the question is favorite of the quoted movies and what is another you would throw in with packer references so let me try uh i'm not even gonna try the swear word one i, I can't do it but uh i also don't know which movie he's referring to with all the swear words so i'm, <laughs> I'm... you could start by wiping that that it's dumb, dumb smile off your rules. Oh man, John Candy! I'm so sorry. That, oh, that wow. one takes the cake for me. I don't even need
2: to hear it the rest. Yeah, although I that's of
0: that yeah, that's the that's Steve Martin to the what rental car agent or bus company lady yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I don't remember. The... Got it. Yes, yes. I you are absolutely right. I have not seen that movie
1: in ages and ages, but it is a, the perfect Thanksgiving movie, yeah. as it is the only relevant
0: Thanksgiving movie. Also true. Um, well, well Godfather Three is one of them, right? That's <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> when I thought
1: I was out. They pulled me back in. Yeah, you know we everyone dumps on Godfather three, but that is uh, that the other all the other quotes that you get from the first two movies. That is uh that is one that people still come back to. Yep. You, so,
0: so we got Jerry Maguire. You had me at four and thirteen, and we have Dumb and Dumber. And never just, seen that. Oh, you
1: had me at four and thirteen. I get it. I said yeah. four one three.
0: I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. It's all right. And the, the he calls a pretty good game and totally redeems himself. It's Dumb and Dumber right? That's what that is. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So, um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is the best movie here. And uh, coming up with another random movie you can make a Packer reference to is really hard on the spot.
2: (laughs) On the spot, (laughs) it's impossible. (laughs) I still have never seen Jerry Maguire. uh, Oh. And the guy that it's based off of did a blurb for my book, and I still haven't seen it. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I have never been a big fan of Jerry Maguire. Um, Okay. It is... I I think it's actually a fine movie. It's one of those things where it it doesn't really need to be about sports and maybe shouldn't be about sports. So um okay. the, yeah.
1: <laughs> the problem is the best parts of that movie are is the actual scene that involves sports. That's at least true. in my opinion. That's
0: true. You're right about that. The, the Tidwell stuff is the best stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh and also the scene where he's where Tidwell has him on the phone while he's hemorrhaging clients on yep. the other lines. That's and, a good uh, scene. Good stuff. Good stuff. I, I do not love Jerry Maguire. It's fine. The nineties. Uh, I'm a big Oscars guy. The night the, there's a, there's a suite of the nineties years where all the nominees are just meh. Very mid. Uh, some of the winners are okay. Like Forrest Gump and Braveheart are good movies, but um, yeah, Jerry Maguire Oscar best picture nominee. It's not, 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 not wouldn't have been my choice that year. That's yeah. all right though. Uh, okay, so we'll move on to Ryan Ziegler. A bone to pick with Matt. Slow can be smooth, smooth can be fast, but there is no guarantee that it happens without proper coaching. Pedantry aside, this is, but that is a reference to Matt's quote from last week. Yeah. uh Slow can be smooth. Pedantry aside, is this growth because the team is no longer driving faster than their headlights and things are making sense? Or is it just what should happen against an equally bad
0: team? Eh. It's always a little of each. The Charger defense is bad, it should probably. Make the, especially if you not lose good. a Bosa partway through it. <laughs> oh, man. Partway? Like, play three or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a rough defense. But uh, aside from, like, it, it, they're not an atrocious defense. They're an NFL defense. And uh, I do think, like, the Packers' growth is legitimately more important here than just picking on a bad defense. And you know, picking on a bad defense can be hard if you don't have the pieces for it. Like, you have to actually be able to exploit weaknesses that are there. And they did it and looked smart and good doing it. So I think growth is the the thing to focus on here. Bad defense is bad defense, but um, they actually did what they were supposed to do, and they should have won by more. I mean, um, uh, they should have won by more, and they also should have lost. That is also true. Yeah, you could say that about five different games on the calendar this year. You know, the Saints
1: game, the Falcons game, the, what's the other one that they lost? The the Steelers game. Like, there's so many different sliding doors Ultimately, it probably lands right where it's supposed to at four and six. Yep, and
2: that, that's four four just and football. Four. Every yeah, team has sure. every team has a game they should have won, should have lost at every level. It's just a thing.
1: You do that's as why you go, we love this sport. You do as you go back and look at the schedule in total, and it's like, okay, they haven't really been dominated this year. Obviously, the Lions that Lions them. game they
2: destroyed. they destroyed right so bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I guess I mean on the whole, they've been in a lot of these games. They've been yeah. within reach anyway. It it has felt like a major, of course, down year.
2: But I, don't I can't think... explain it. I do remember a moment when they were fighting back in that Lions game. Um I think there was a big play at the end of a quarter that yeah. got in it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, then things went south yeah. after that again. But uh That was a that was a that was a tough scene. I the Bears should have absolutely beaten the Lions this weekend. Um
2: unless they're trying to they not... lose, which it felt like.
1: Mm, yeah, I don't know. Like this is it was it was exactly the type of way that the Lions lose games typically, and now they're the ones winning the game. But yep. I found that super interesting. The Bears were really – or the Lions were really up against it and somehow clawed their way out yeah. of that game. Everybody should that... look
0: at the win expectancy chart for that game because it is bonkers.
1: Uh, yes. That is it's actually a... the game I was watching in this house because my wife is a Lions fan and I didn't care to go to a different TV to watch most of the Packers game.
2: <laughs> it's impossible to not love Dan Campbell. I don't care that I'm a Packers fan. Just every I time I see that dude, I'm just like, I want to try his coffee order one day and see if I die. I really do. They're just And
0: so... they have – Go ahead. They're just so well put together. And yeah, the one thing like I like Dan Campbell, too. And uh, he's, he's a great guy. Uh, they did a good job keeping Ben Johnson. I do wonder what happens to that team when Ben Johnson does become a head coach. That's my yeah. one big concern about them. And that's my concern on every time there's a defensive coach at the helm, because you need the offensive guru to do it. And if there's a spot for him to get promoted, it becomes yeah. a problem.
1: They have the line play that I wish the Packers still had. It's so I mean, good; their line's crazy. really sweet, sweet play. Yeah, they're really good. Um, and Aiden Hutchinson is fun too. Like they, on the other side of the ball, they have a guy who's just a dude. And even when he's not making plays, he just feels like he's causing problems, and other guys are are scooping it up. So. Um, it's kind of fun to have that. Price Trozen says, is it time to get Zane Anderson more snaps at safety after proving his special team's bona fides? He's real and he's spectacular. P.S. Big thank you to your pal and mine, Archon, for lighting a fire under the bucks, who haven't <laughs> lost since he torched the coach last Tuesday. I appreciate his service. Should be great content for Jr. and the Point Forward podcast. Oh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. He's right. We didn't, I. I you know, I I often like I didn't mention Archon by name on this week's Point Forward podcast. I I feel uh first of all Archon is not his name, but so that's partially <laughs> why. But also, <laughs> you know, I don't want to like put, lay it at the feet of one guy. You know, like I also think he made really good points. So I didn't I didn't want to like put it. You know, I didn't want to put his name onto it. There are a lot of people that were very down on Adrian Griffin, and I think there was some evidence to show why. But the Bucks do appear to have turned a corner because yep. they have not won four straight. They won tonight. They have won five straight right. since, uh, since Archon torched Adrian Griffin. So <laughs> hey, lots of
2: those Pacers though. Go Pacers, baby. I'm feeling thirsty. Let's go.
1: Uh, clearly because of Wisconsinite leading the way. Um, yeah, so although, that's true. although I saw the wizards tonight and I'm pretty sure Jordan Poole, as much, as good as he is, I think might actually be the reason why the wizards are bad. Strangely, even though he's kind of awesome individually. So Sorry, too much basketball. Zane okay. Anderson, who is a Packers Twitter phenomenon, as someone who does not seem to actually exist, but mm-hmm. then occasionally makes an appearance.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, he seems he seems fine. <laughs> we don't, don't have, have an opinion about him at all, do we, mate. We know <laughs> nothing about him, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all. It's all. We know as much about Zane Anderson as Archon did about the Bucks when he wrote that column. So, uh,
1: oh, shots fired. He's gonna yell at me in Slack.
0: To, that is. That is it. Archon's thing was very well researched. There's a lot of good statistical work in it, and it made a lot of sense. However, small sample size. That is, yes. that is the point. That's
1: true. Uh, he, I'm sure, is messaging you right now, even though this is not being broadcast live <laughs> anywhere. I just have a feeling. Um, and he's going to be in a bad mood because the U.S. soccer team lost tonight.
0: Oh, so. yeah, he's going to be hacked. Off oh, about that. no, no.
1: All right, uh, Mister Charcoal. Uh, sorry, sorry that we don't spend more time on Zane Anderson, yeah. but I'm not sure.
0: I'm not sure it's warranted. He might
1: not be real still, so <laughs> he might not be real. Mister um, Charcoal, writing. Sometimes it looks like Jordan Love has been has a licking problem. I haven't worked out the pattern, but I worry his weird lip licking habit is going to become a tell for opposing defenses. Does Jordan have a <laughs> licking problem? Only on only on this podcast can yep. we ask the hard hitting questions. Uh, I'm gonna be, uh, now.
0: I'm not, now I'm gonna never not see it. So right, we'll, we'll find. out. I think out. it's an
1: earnest question. Like, yeah. is he giving is he giving information away with his uh you know?
0: I, don't, I have I, first of all, good question. Second, no idea. People have tells. <laughs> Maybe that's one of them. We'll, we'll let's watch and see what happens. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know. JD
1: JD asks, is Lafleur back in his bag again? Seems to have found it. Sub question is Anthony Johnson Jr. something?
0: Not Tyler is Anthony Johnson Johnson Jr. something?
2: I think he's something. I I, I don't know what his upside is. Uh, I think he's better than Owens because holy crap! I'm sorry. It's it's that's that's gotten really bad. Uh, as far as Lafleur being in his bag, I feel like. Did we see a trick play? Oh, we saw a flea flicker that didn't end up being a flea flicker because of how badly it was blocked. <laughs> that um, play was bad, yeah. That was bad. I heard
1: that on the radio and they didn't even know what to make of it. Like, uh, I'm not sure what happened. AJ Dillon had the ball and then it was Jordan Love was getting tackled. I think it was a flea flicker, Wayne. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> that's that's how you know it was a poorly executed play, anyway. Continue,
2: I, Yeah, I don't think he's in his bag. I just I, I think it's more of the guys are running the right stuff and yeah. therefore the offense looks better. I think a lot of this blame on the floor was kind of unwarranted with such a young team. Uh, I don't think he's that bad of a coach. Uh, we'll see what happens when this team becomes more you know, seasoned if he sticks around, um, which I am very curious about. But I wouldn't say he's in his bag. I would just say the offense is just operating as it should.
0: Yeah, I really I agree with that. I think most of it's just execution is better. As as it should be. So if the stuff looks better, players make coaches look good.
1: I need to confess something. I, until, I don't know, six months ago, didn't really understand what the expression in his bag meant. I thought it had something to do with getting the bag. I thought it had to do with, like, counting your money, counting your millions, and being like, I'm going to show you I'm worth it, and doing something cool. I, I, I didn't really know. I, I am kind of now learning that it's, like, in your bag of tricks, as in you yes. are able to show some, you know, like Giannis is in his bag when he hits a turnaround jumper at the elbow, you know, this is different from typical Giannis, which is run and slam it down your throat. So that's, uh, this is a, this is a little bit of a revelation to me. I'm, I'm probably the idiot here, but in case there are others of you out there who struggle with some of the, some of the random urban dictionary isms, I want you to, I want you to
0: know you're not alone. Yeah. Never thought about it actually. Um, but (laughs) I couldn't have told you about it, what it meant, until right now, after hearing explanations of it. So, oh, there we go. Yeah. See,
1: see, dropping. We're dropping knowledge. We are educating, educating on the. Um, I don't know what. What do you call these idioms, sports jargon, slang, weird, weird phrases? All right, Mark puts Scarby. Oh, second question this week. Uh, he posts a, a link to Jacob Morley with some stats on Twitter. Um, the TLDR version is it shows that Jordan Love is. In his last few games, his deep ball has been pretty solid. It has not uh, yielded many plays that should should have been turnovers. And uh, so, Mark asks, based on the stats in the tweet, has Jordan Love solved his throwing deep problem?
0: No, no. And I I think it's important to to um, make call out the difference between just throwing like a twenty yard laser or a 15-yard laser that the guy turns into a 35-yard play versus what we're talking about like kind of the down the sidelines rainbow the go route the nine ball um and that's where he really struggles um in leading guys in actually like hitting guys over the top keeping their momentum going He's really good at throwing to guys that he can see that on posts where he's looking right at them. Um, that's always been a strength of his, but it's the deep ball, like the Watson down the sideline deep ball where he's not good still and wasn't on Sunday either.
2: Yeah. it's. I, I think the, the footwork has looked better the last couple of weeks. It's just, I don't know if he's comfortable at all with that. I think maybe it's just the way he throws the ball. I don't understand how it's so wildly bad when he tries to put touch on the ball. I just think he's incapable of it where uh, I'm going to hate saying this and I'm going to get roasted. Someone I always thought had a really good touch on a deep ball coming out was Mac Jones, like someone that was phenomenal putting touch on a deep ball. I just don't think it's something that Jordan Lump has.
0: Yep.
1: I mean, somebody thought, oh, shoot, Sorry guys, I lost uh, lost you guys for a second. We're back. Somebody thought Mac Jones was was worth turning uh, turning the keys over to, you, so you can't be blamed. You're not the only one. There are very smart people in football I who mean, thought Mac Jones was an NFL quarterback.
2: I was really hoping the Bears were going to draft Mac Jones. If that makes you feel better. <laughs> so,
1: uh, okay, we're moving on now to blue sky questions. Kaz, how sure are you that Penix has a thirty arm? Every time I've watched him, I'm impressed. This is a good I, time, I, right? I, I, mean, I know both of That's you why are why I put at it us. in here. Yeah.
0: Justice, so. Justice thinks his arm is bad. And I I've been collecting reports on all college quarterbacks like arm strength. And everybody thinks Michael Penix has a good arm. Like everybody who randomly tweets about him as a prospect that like it's always like, like live arm, good like arm talent, not a problem. Stuff like that. So I was wondering what you thought.
2: It's so weird because uh, I used to think, yeah, has a very good arm and you guys started talking about it. And I don't know if it's, he has a like arm that just like rifles the ball out. But I think why everyone's so impressed is that he hits those out routes like or across the field and can like place it really well and hit a guy where a lot of NFL quarterbacks struggle with that. So I don't know if that's like velocity as much as it is just arm talent and placement, but I just think there are these tough throws that are deep or again, across the field that he hits that make people think his arm is just like a rocket. Uh, and maybe people are also confused cause he's a lefty. Um, I will ride or die for Michael Penix. I don't know what he is as an NFL prospect. Cause I, a part of me was convinced that he played at IU when I was in school there and I graduated <laughs> seven years ago. Um, that's where we're at now. Um, and he's old with injury history, yep. his arm's questionable, um, and he's playing with a lot, a lot of really good talent right now. He is. Uh, but I will root for him wherever he goes. Uh, it's not every day that you have a former Hoosier competing for Isman trophy, <laughs>
0: So I'm going to be hugely pro him, so I'm really trying to get a good okay. read on this and maybe we'll put some
2: some rigor he's to it at some probably point. probably the toughest evaluation of the quarterbacks. Yeah.
1: I feel like star power in college – at the quarterback position is has has changed with the NIL situation. I mean, and the ability to transfer without punishment, because obviously guys like Penix, Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, these guys are on their second high profile university. And I don't know, I could just name a lot more quarterbacks in in the you know, there aren't typically the guys in the draft. There's Josh Allen's, you know, there's guys who you've heard of, but only because they became big NFL prospects, not because you know them from college or necessarily that they wowed in college. And now, I don't know, like there's just stars up and down. And, you know, you got guys like Penix who might end up being like a, I don't know, fifth round pick or sixth round pick or a second round pick. I have no idea at this point, Uh, but, the, but there's uh I I don't know. There's a lot of dudes out there. It's kind of, it's kind of fun. I don't know if any of them are going to be good NFL players, but.
2: I got to watch Jaden Daniels. Uh, I was, so on our podcast, Fan Buzz League, week, Weekly, which you can find on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and everywhere. Uh, it is a college football podcast. Uh, beginning of the year, I said I was not sold on Jaden Daniels. I thought he dropped his eyes too quickly as a thrower, and choice wanted to run. And boy, was I wrong, because he has come a very long way.
0: He's having a phenomenal season. I don't know what to make of him yep. either. A lot of olds who uh, are having good years.
1: Yes. Yeah. Tough break for our Florida State guy.
2: Oh, man. But, Jordan Travis. Uh, really a shame. That was tough. The broadcasting crew should have t- cut away from that injury so much sooner. Yeah, they should have. oh, uh, Poor yeah, guy. That gruesome.
1: Uh, that's gruesome. That's going to set him back a little bit. That's a bummer. Uh, okay, Wizard of Loneliness. This is the last question we got. Recent offensive success has hinged on actions bloggers and reporters have noticed for weeks. More read and wicks, must crave up the seam, craft on out routes, etc. What takes coaches so long to adjust to what can be seen from our stands and couches? Is it is it practice time to put it in? Is it practice time to put it in? Hubris, other... That's a good question. I I assume
0: it's playbook is is the big answer. I think that's one of them. I I think another is, first of all, sometimes we're wrong. Um, These are all highlighting things that we're right about, but I'm sure there's stuff we're wrong about. The other thing is, Um, You actually actually have to walk up to these people and tell them this kind of thing. You know, you have to if you're taking away snaps from somebody, you have to walk up to that guy and say, hey, we're cutting you from, you know, 50 to 20 this week. Go get with the second team. That's hard to do. A lot of times there's inertia with what you're used to doing on a week to week basis, especially with seniority involved, um, where it is hard to make those changes. Football coaches are paid to make those hard decisions all the time and should do it but you know it's not an easy thing to do you are more inclined to stick with what you've been doing and to defer to experience even if it's just one extra year of experience over the young guys so a lot of that goes it's easy to sit here and say that guy sucks it it just is it's much harder to be standing on the sidelines with that guy in front of you and be like you suck go do less (laughs) that's difficult (laughs)
2: I'm sure a big part of it is playbook to like, hey, we have this playbook in place, we have an offensive philosophy, let's see if these guys can get comfortable with it or eventually develop into this role that we need them to be. And if we're finding some shortcomings, that's when we can adjust the playbook and play to their strengths. So I think that's kind of the phrasing versus I know a lot of, you know, great coaches always described as have your playbook fit the players and not your own personal scheme. Let's be honest. Every coach wants to stick with what they have already because it's easier and not having to make up new stuff for new players.
0: Yeah, and once the season starts, like you only have a week to do that, and you know
2: it's so hard. (laughs) It's so even at my level, it's hard to install stuff when you have so much other thing, so many other things going on.
0: Yep, totally. That's it. Hey, we're done. Um, We're done. Yeah. So happy Thanksgiving. And uh, before we go, JR, do you have anything that you would like to plug for the JS? Ah.
1: Nah, uh, not. It's it's gonna. It's a light week because of the holiday. Of course, yeah. I had a lot of fun this last weekend at the state football championships. We had a ton of readers. We I was doing. We did seven games. Live blog, live updates for for all seven games. I I would say that two two of the games were absolutely sensational. Uh, uh another two were very, very good. And I think there were things to take away from the other three as well. It was just it was just a really good weekend of football. I had a lot of fun. I don't know if you guys paid any attention to it. I don't know why you would have, but the Division 6 game featured two small schools both very good Stratford and Darlington. Stratford won on an untimed down there was a a defensive holding penalty that allowed a German exchange student to kick the game winning field goal. He had not kicked a field goal. He'd kicked extra points. So it's a little misleading to say he didn't kick a field goal because you know the the, the field goals they let these kids kick are basically just extra points. Right. Anyway, but uh he kicked his first field goal of his season of his career on an untimed down to, to win his team, the state championship. Uh, and he gave this (laughs) joyful interview afterwards where he is, you know, he's talking about how happy he is. And it was just, it was just a delight. It was, it was a crazy game. The team had chewed up 1150 on a drive, almost the entire fourth quarter missed a kick, had it blocked. This was the first field goal attempt of this kid's career. And then, uh, got it back on a fumble as the other team tried to like scramble together in the final 30 seconds. And that gave them another kick on an untimed down. It was insane. Uh, definitely the best game of the weekend. And there were, there was another really good one that came down to a two point conversion, a winner go home moment. And uh, it was, it was incomplete and uh team won their first state title. So that was cool as well. Like Geneva Badger, but, uh, but the Stratford game was fun. The German, the German kid was fantastic. <laughs> That's great.
0: Ah, all right, Tyler, you got anything?
2: Uh, I just got an offer on the house accepted, so please, please, please read FanBuzz and subscribe to FanBuzz Weekly wherever <laughs> you listen to podcasts uh, so that I can keep getting paid and start paying a mortgage. There you go. In the
0: read FanBuzz, help Tyler out. Help Tyler remain not homeless. Write
2: a book, buy
0: a house. Let's go,
2: <laughs> Tyler. <bro. laughs> i'll tell you what the money that went from getting that book did not go toward (laughs) house
1: but but you can at least buy takeout when you have a you know don't have any kitchen kitchen supplies exactly
2: yep you got it (sighs)
0: all right i will nice uh, job man very nice Um, thank you appreciate it guys congrats man um As for me, my my shepherd column will be up momentarily once I hit submit on the button that I have in front of me right now. Go check that out. Um, There will actually be a mini pod. I already recorded it, so it will not be up to date for injuries, but it will go live on Wednesday morning, I think, um, since it's a Thursday game. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Go check that out. Listen to this podcast. And uh, we'll be back next week in a more normal week and recap whatever happens in the Detroit game. Hopefully good, but if not, yeah, you know. Uh, Enjoy the game. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh
2: so yeah Oh so yeah